I suppose I should introduce ourselves, should I? <laughs> I thought I genuinely thought I was going to go into our signature tune. Trust me. Hello, everybody. Have we all been very good boys and girls? I wasn't allowed to say that in the recording. You'll hear us over the next couple of weeks wishing us all a Merry Christmas. And uh, I went full creepy. Uh, so have you all been very good boys and girls? Somebody wasn't this week, but we'll move on. Oh. Allegedly. Ooh. <laughs> you do nothing. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, there's uh, there's people waving at us at the door. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Anyway, it is the Thursday, the, I suppose, is it December, is it? Is it Christmas? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, we, that didn't make the cut either. <laughs> we did, we, it took us, what, seven, seven, six, seven takes? Seven takes, yeah. Yeah, so wait until you see the ultra-professional oh, um, uh, wishing you a you Merry Christmas. You to leave your radio. Uh, the, it'll give you that warm little feeling inside. But uh, yes, it is Thursday, the thirteenth of December, twenty eighteen. Jeez, we're brutal, and this is the big kickoff. It's that time of year again. Christmas has started. The PDC World Championships is starting tonight with uh, uh, Rob Cross is on, the defending champion amongst a few others. And Lisa Ashton, one of the two female qualifiers this year, um, uh, two official women uh, female qualifiers. There was a kind of a local uh, UK qualifier and then the rest of the world. So herself and Anastasia Dobromislova. Do you like that? I like it. Took me time. Um, Dobromislova is three times ex-champion and she, she was on the PD circuit, PDC circuit a, a couple of years ago. Um, she was knocking on the door, kind of got through a few rounds on a few different tournaments and Lisa Ashen is the current BDO World Champion and she qualified. So she's up against the Dutchman Jan Decker tonight. So it'll be interesting to see and as she said, she's looking forward to it and at the end of the day, the pressure's all on him. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Big time. So he's a he's solid 44th in the world, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and good luck to her. And it's going to be a great buzz. Three and a half thousand people in the Ali Pali. Anastasia de Bromslova. Couldn't tell you she's playing, but I can remember from reading earlier on, he's 92nd. He's in the 90s in the world. So you never know. She might have a better shot. That's not to say that Lucy Ashamon, she is very solid. I watched bits and pieces last year on BBC. You don't really get to see as much because most of the coverage just tend to be like nearly midnight and you see the odd time and they show some in uh, around five or six o'clock when you come home from work. Um, but she's fairly solid, fairly consistent. So yeah, everything goes well today. You could see something pretty special tonight. Hopefully, because it's not it's not all, am I on there, yes? No, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not all about strength in this, obviously. It's, it's technical ability. So There's no physical no. advantage. No. Do you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting. And by all accounts, uh, the academy side of things is quite strong in the female game at the minute. So it's, it's a real kind of, it could be the start of something that you could see something different, completely different over the, the next generation or two. And uh, geez, it'd be great to have a, a sport, if you want to call it that. Other people might jump on it. I'm not getting into that. We've better things to be debated about. But it'd be interesting to see if it did become... 50-50 or, yeah, or proper mixed. mixed and they're as good as each other so yeah we wait and see watch this space so Lisa Ashton is definitely on today I think Anastasia might be tomorrow or Saturday but Lisa Ashton is out toward tonight actually could be on now we will play a Christmas song and come back and give you full details yes what are we going with we are going to go with darkness <laughs> don't let the bells end boom <laughs> I'm not doing it all day. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's not happy. He's creeped out. But uh, yeah, that was the darkness. We're in the height of Christmas. And obviously with the darts kicking off today, we've got a great uh, interview with Gary Anderson from about three weeks ago. Good old Dutch TV. I always come up with the goods. And basically, 
I can't hear. Ah, there we go. Can you hear yourself now? Yeah, we just turned up the headphones. Um, Gary Anderson, it was uh, Good Old Dutch TV. There's always the great uh, interviews where they'll push a little bit, maybe pretend they don't know the language that yeah. well, but we yeah. all know they know it fairly clearly. But apparently there was a bit of a funky smell on the stage against his competitor. And uh, let's just say they, they just asked him the, the question, and uh, this is Gary's response. Just spoke to Wesley, and besides that, he said you were a class player, and, and you let him alive in the first session. He said that it was smelly on the stage. I thought he had shit. You, sorry? I thought Wesley had farted on stage. Yeah. Did he? No. He, he, well, I think he thinks you did it. You can put your finger up the arse, there'll be no smell there. <laughs> I thought he had shit, and I went, that's dirty. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It was a stink. I thought it was him. And he started playing better, but must have needed to get some wind out. Yeah. And he thought it was you. Oh no, hands up. Swear on my kid's life. So help me God. Nothing crossed. But it was smelly anyway. It was smelly. Usually if I fart on stage, I shit myself. And you know that, because I've told you in a documentary. Ain't scared to... If, if I'd farted it smelled like that, I'd put my hands up and go, Oh, sorry, I need to get so off. So who was it then? Well, don't tell me. You've got our three boys up there. So... <laughs> no, it definitely came from, It was table side. It was. It was eggs, rotten eggs. <laughs> Not from you. Not for me. No. No. Okay. Thank you. And every time we walked past, it was a waft of rotten eggs. So that's why I was thinking it was some. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fartgate in Holland. Uh, where'd you go from there? I don't know where you go from there. <laughs> Can't wait for the world championship. Rotten eggs. Uh, Wesley. I must find out who the Wesley is. I don't know. Will it say it down below? No. No. Um, but brilliant anyway. So that's good old Gary Anderson, one of the favourites. Obviously him and Michael Van Gerwen. Van Gerwen will be number one, obviously, um, due to form. But Gary Anderson will be right behind. So it's with Taylor gone. This is the first one without Taylor. It's going to be that's wide right, open. Yeah. It is going to be wide open. Uh, like Van Gerwen, obviously, is the number one star. Hasn't kind of produced the, the goods in the last couple of big tournaments over the last few months. So it'll be very, very interesting. And it, it could be one of these funny tournaments where a couple of the big boys could go out early because there'll be a lot of pressure on a few of them. They'll fancy their chances and maybe put too much pressure on themselves, especially in the early rounds where it's only a two or three sets. You know, it, it, it could be one of those funny years. Because um, remember back in the day when, um, oh, I there's some results there. Ah, Gary Anderson, smell no roses, won 3-0 against Mark Frost. Who else have you got there? Uh, Dublin's Mick McGowan. Mick, out. Uh, Jamie Lewis beat him 3-2 Kevin Painter the artist uh, an upset against 29C Jamie Cavan 3-1 and Michael Smith big old Michael Smith beating Ricky Evans 3-2 now there is going to be more actually, actually they're last year's because <laughs> I was about to say uh, there's results for Friday already hold on have we have we gone forward in time I knew today was the tortured. <laughs> anyway, let's go again. Let's go again. Forget the last. Scroll minute. down. Scroll down. <laughs> Actually, last updated the third of January, twenty seventeen. Oh Christ! <laughs> You've heard it here first. We are here with breaking news all the time. Uh, was it sixty percent of the time? All of the time. <laughs> I was about to say, geez, four matches done already. Geez, they're going well, aren't yeah, they? Uh, listen, we're we're always up to date here. We'll 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 we can watch now, can we? No, we're not yeah, going yeah, to. But uh, listen, we'll keep up to date over the next hour anyway. But um, I suppose. You know, we like to keep it light. We like to have a fun, but I suppose we might as well do it now. It's it's obvious. Uh, one of the biggest talking points of the week was good old um, between Man City and Chelsea, and a few uh, middle-aged uh, idiots decided to go go uh, go a bit ape. Jeez, uh, I can't even say see. You know, it's so easy, but just went berserk on Raheem Sterling, and uh, then of course he came out and uh, put up a very interesting post with uh, contrasting stories from the same paper, one for a black young starlet player and a white young starlet player, and they're completely two from different the headlines. Same club. And instead of kind of going mad about what happened on the day, it was more so, look, this is here all the time, and it's time to kind of put it out there and say, right, enough's enough. Um, so where do you start? Where do you want to start? Well, Pep, Pep is already jumping oh, in there, Pep's is he? jumping in, yeah, Pep's jumping in. You'll get your his, chance, uh, mate. You'll yeah, get your yeah. chance. You don't really start anywhere. What you think is is that that kind of obscene behavior, yeah. that kind of dinosaur behavior. Yeah, like you think that's gone. It's not a hundred percent out there yet that he did say what the the majority of us think he said. It, it, but whether he did or not at the moment is irrelevant. Him and whoever it is deserve to go and deserve to be banned. It was just embarrassing looking. Looking at them in that age, just going as crazy as they did on them. Like but even just, if they're not saying anything, but that's what I'm that's saying. Racist, they still they yeah. still need to go. 
Yeah. Um, but look, if you look at that, and I'm that's your dad or that's your uh, partner, yeah. husband, yeah. whatever it is, and you look at him giving a, a, a young kid that much abuse. But he's so nice at home. Who cares? Yeah. Who I, cares? I, it's embarrassing for him to yeah. be acting like that. Yeah. But um, I watched the Sky Sports. Obviously, they have the debate on every night. And, of course, on Tuesday night, they decided to do uh, something on it. So they had uh, Saul Bamba, centre-half for Cardiff, uh, obviously black. Danny Murphy, white, fair enough. Like, it was good balance. And then you had two guys from the media, Ollie Holt, white. I'm just making it obvious because, obviously, we can't paint a picture. We Mm -hmm. can't see it. Uh, He's from the Daily Mail. The ultimate reason why he was there is because the Daily Mail was the contrast in headlines. And he's one of the chief writers there. And then Darren Lewis... Uh, he's one of the chief uh, football writers for the Daily Mirror I'm not sure if he is the chief or whatever but obviously he's black yeah. so it was two and two and Jeff Shreve's in the middle and they just let's put it out there what kind of stuff is going on at the moment in, in the world of football and spe- certainly in the media um, and Darren like some of it was interesting some of it was a bit boring some of it was a bit right we're getting a bit too far-fetched here with some of the stuff but Darren Lewis was bang on the money he says listen I'm bored I'm bored of it now uh, I'm bored of having this conversation every six months every year and as soon as next week's end's fixture start we forget about it again um, it's time the the FA and the clubs properly start doing something enforcing proper rules and sanctions on people who do this week in week out yeah. um, he says I'm sick of it I don't want to be coming in here again in the six months time going well we had this debate six months ago and we're back where we are we've done nothing enough's enough so and the fact that Sterling's come out as he said this could make it very interesting in the media and how it's portrayed now as well so I'm hoping, as they said, that is a bit of a watershed moment that we start moving on and copping on with ourselves. Because one thing I was just thinking out loud to myself over the last day or two, because I knew we were only going to talk about it, the banana being thrown the week before against Aubameyang, that's just gone. Yeah, That's been forgotten about. Yeah, Somebody physically threw a banana at a black player the week before. And even that week before Sterling, it wasn't talked about much. No. And see, this is it's the ridiculous. problem. It's not really a footballing problem. It's a but football so- need to take responsibility of people with inside their ground. Yeah, but it's a society- and start a precedent. It's a societal problem. Hundred percent. If you look at if you look at England, what was the whole what was the whole basis really, ah, of, 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 the bre- of the Brexit talks? It was, was of foreigners are coming into our country. That you know we we can't have this. So there's already that sort of and it's a strong word, but there's already ah. that sort of hate towards yeah. that. It's building up. You know that. Under, but at the end of the day, right. That's true, but at the same time, in football, it's been here for 40 and 50 years, and it's been here from day one since the first black player came into the game, and nothing's been done. That's why the kick it out uh, guy is, uh, I can't think of his name, apologies, has quit. I can't do any more. And I'm, the door's been shut in my face constantly, and, co- and they've little or no money. They're not properly sanctioned with the FA. It's really like, yeah, we'll entertain them for a while, but we're not really going to do something. Football, it, like, because we're who we are, the sports show that we are, we need to talk about in that sense. The FA and the clubs need to start growing up now. Like, they spread their wings all over the world, uh, sucking money from us as much yeah. as they can and getting players from all over the world. So they need to cop on and grow up and start enforcing their stewards and the police to get involved in this kind of... It's foul and abusive language and you're not allowed to do it on the street. Mm. So why can't people get involved and start kicking people out as it's happening? Yeah. Like I was in uh, Crow Park about 15 years ago uh, for a Dublin game and he was in his mid-30s maybe and he was going to town for about a minute or two and it was ridiculous. And people start kind of piping up at him and tell him to relax and calm down and sit down. He's getting worse and worse and worse. And eventually he got turfed out. But he was coming up beside me. He was two or three rows down. He's coming up beside me. And all of a sudden he stopped. He says, oh, hold on one second. And he called to somebody. And it was a six-year-old kid. Like, it was about a six-year-old. And he, he, was sit, he was sitting next door to his kid doing all that. And then the abuse just went to a different level on him. People roaring and shouting him just what a disgraceful human being he was. And gone and out the door. And that was 15 years ago. And it was nothing to do with race. It was just an idiot. But that needs to be more involved with people around in the stadiums. That needs to be involved with more of the stewards. Maybe saying something nice. If you mind sitting down, sir, there's no need for that kind of thing here. And if he keeps it going, there's police everywhere. Get them in. Listen, he has to go. The golfers do it. When they barely sneeze, he's got to go. He's gone. Yeah. You know, there's rules and regulations and things. And it's, it should be the same in football. It's You shouldn't be allowed to go in there and say and do whatever you want and get away with it. So... It's it's bonkers, and that's in, on, on, in, in the sports debate. That's what football needs to start doing. On what you're saying is, is that basically they don't they don't have stringent enough rules huh. on. So if someone does racially abuse someone, yeah. that's it. They should be banned from every Premier League game mm-hmm. for life. And then oh. all of a sudden, then you won't see it. Be like, jeez, I, yeah. I'm going to get banned. And here then for people life. around you are going, "Well, you shut up, Joe, or you shut up." Or, it's a stranger. Listen, sit yeah. down and cop on and grow up. And yeah. all of a sudden, it's gone. We're sheep. 
people are sheep and they realise you're not allowed doing anymore you stop yeah. Yeah. we say about the rule makers you, in the game and you said as you always say there's always a grey area somewhere and if they think they can get away with it they're going to do it exactly so. and as we know about society and blah blah we do know that it is out there and obviously it's coming back alive more to, in front of our face but it's just enough's enough now in football it's a great PR exercise as well for them if they want to look at it on the greedy side it's a great chance to, for clubs to step up now and really make an effort mm. and cop it on but it was very interesting about the one or two interesting things that they brought up uh, in relation to how you describe a player and um, Darren Lewis mentioned, he said, the one word that winds me up a little bit, lazy. It gets bandied about a lot more with black players, I find, compared to white players. And he says, I'm not getting into it, but he said, that's not racist, but it's just that, how you look at things. And Oliver Hope did put his hand up and he says, listen, I'm not racist, you know I'm not Darren, blah, 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 blah. It may be un uh, unconscious bias or ignorance or whatever. And he kind of, jumped on the lazy thing because he said, oh, people are jumping on Lukaku saying he's lazy and this, that and the other. And Oli Hall goes, yeah, exactly. And when Morata, who's obviously not doing it at Chelsea, we just say he's not at it. Like, we know he's still a good player, but he maybe he needs to go elsewhere because he's not good enough for mm. England. But with Lukaku, we'll abuse him. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll call him lazy. We'll call him, you can't miss his But Morata is just like, we ignore him. It, it's grand. Morata gets a fair enough abuse. No, but, it gets you fair, know, it, it gets, there, is, there is a point, I, I, I think. And yeah. there is a point where Danny Murphy piped up and he said he was a match of the day about five or six years ago and Ruth Hullett was with him. And uh, I can't remember who he's talking about, but it was a black centre forward and he called him a beast of a player. Grant, they went off to, to watch the game. And Hullett, he said, everything was fine and it was just a conversation. There was no big deal. He goes, do you mind me saying, would you ever say that about a white player? And that was it. We moved on. But he said, straight away, I went, do you know what? I don't think I do. Mm. And he said, yeah, we do. And then Darren Lewis, yeah, we use beast of a player, monster of a player for black lads. And it just makes you open your but mind. Is it not more for, for their body structure. They more, are built. No, but more than likely. Bigger. But it just goes to show you that we do differentiate and, and it's, it's just a natural thing. But it was just kind of like, do you know what it was? It was just to bring up a discussion that we do look at people differently mm. with the colours. There's no two ways about it. But it wasn't, they weren't going down, it's racist, it's this, that, and the other. But it was trying to prove a point that because then I, I the, think, your opinions are going to be different in the papers. Yeah, I, I do think they have to be very careful on mm. not being overly politically correct. 100%. You're not allowed to use certain terms, like lazy. There, there are lazy players. Yeah. And there's plenty of, if, if you went around, again, white people, yeah. Chinese people, South Korean. and Sheridan Shakiri got battered for being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you, you do get people, players who but are lazy. But in fairness, there was good balance in it as well, because uh, Jeff Shreve brought it up as well, and something came up about Saul Campbell and black managers and this, and the other. And one of them piped up, he said, listen, I know for a fact he went for top jobs, and I know for a fact it was nothing else other than I didn't interview well. So he said... Whatever about Saul, it's a little different. I know he's at the bottom of League Two and that's his first gig. Yeah. But, you know, yes, there is not a push on black managers in the higher leagues and that that's a fact. But it's not because... it's Basically, he said it in a nice way. In Saul's case, maybe it's not that he was good enough and yeah. not the fact that he was black. But it's it's interesting, as Ollie Holt said as well, then 73 people were on... 73 journalists around the official English media pool for the World Cup and nine of them were of... A, a different ethnicity or race. Okay. So that's what they were saying. Like more and more black. It, it's just again. I'm a gonna mix. Go, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <clears> go down the line of the because you're going for the balance. I'm gonna go down the line of the politically correct because it does drive me mad. Mm. There is a, a, a quotas for we need to have a, a quota for mm. uh, on boards. Say yeah. you have to have a, a quota of certain amount <clears> of women or now certain amount of black people or certain amount of whatever it is mm. and. I do think that, well, I don't think anyone should be overlooked. I think that whoever is the best job yeah. should be getting in. Whoever, in lo say local, yeah. everyone should get committed and in. If they're in, they're in. But I just don't think that, I, don't, I think it's dangerous going down the lines of you need to have so many people in because they're women. You need to have so many yeah. people in. Cause like quotas is dangerous because of the fact that um, even for people who are the minority, I if I was now, it's easy for me to say, but I'd be a bit like, they're going to look at me going, oh, you're just token. That's it. You're, you're not there you know, for the you, right reasons. You're probably not here, Mary. I know why you're here. It's because you ha we have to have somebody. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be overly confident about that. But yeah. it was just an interesting statistic because Darren Lewis did say, and even Ollie Holt, he says, we know plenty of top journalists who aren't white and they're not in jobs that they probably deserve to be. Yeah. And that's all they were saying. It wasn't because I think we should have a mix and let's make a 70-30 or this, that, and the other. It wasn't down that route. But it's just... 
it's one of them things where we and are we are moving in the right direction. We are, and maybe and we're we're playing a lot of catch up. But maybe it's time to stand stand up now and say, right, here's the line. Let's not get on our soapboxes in six months' time and hark on about how bad it is again. But let's actually say, right, today, let's try something new tomorrow to stop this so that the next time it happens again, we're, we're already going somewhere. Mm. So that the next time this happens, it can go up on your social media and we all know he's gone. Mm. And we know slowly but surely you're going to see less and less of them videos. Yeah. And less and less of these... Uh, less, less and less of these problems happening. And hopefully that's what it is. It's the start of... Yeah. Clubs and things, and obviously, so you copping on saying, "Right, let's let's move on." Well, see, I, I, I don't see the logic in mm. abusing someone because they're of a different race. Yeah. I, I can, I can see the total logic of abusing someone if they're not working their arse off for your yeah. team. Like you that's know, the hey, ultimate. Come on, test. This, this is your third match in a row. You haven't done that for yeah. us. Get your arse, get moving. Yeah. You know yeah. that kind of thing. But I don't, I don't see yeah. where they actually. Verbally abusing them mm-hmm. and then racially abusing them—it just—it doesn't make sense to me. And I don't, I don't, I, I, people like that shouldn't be involved yeah. in the game. But I think it's it's time to cop on and say it's there. Oh, it's definitely but there. But w- whenever they're there, let's get rid of them. Yeah, you know, because let's not pretend. Like you know, a lot of people are moving on, and the majority of uh, the stands are moving on, and the majority of people that are there are moving on. But there is always going to be them few, and as long as they're allowed to do it, it's going to happen. But Dave, it's not just the, it's not just the FA. If you look at FIFA, oh yeah, there has been and UEFA. There has been you've seen stuff over in, in Lazio where one of the players walked 100%. off there, 100%. Uh, over in Moscow where players have, wa- have walked. But be off. the first, you know. And, Now's their chance. And be the nothing first. has done. Lead, been done, you know. Yeah. Somebody needs to lead now, and it's it's, it's about time. And uh, hopefully, if it comes up again, it's to mention that. See, it happened at the weekend, but at least he's got his just rewards. And it's not a case of it's happened again and we've done nothing different. What's going on? Like what Darren Leo said, enough's enough to say. Right, this is our last chat like this. Let's hope if it comes up again, there's going to be a bit of a step up in it and an improvement because enough's enough now at this day and age, for God's sake. Like, you know, Jesus, the, the football game's completely changed, hasn't it? Like, it's so diverse. There's none of this first black player ever, this first black player ever, that. There, it's it's part and parcel of the game and it's a world game now. It's not a local game anymore. No. As, 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 as all you have to do is watch an English football. It's not local anymore. It's time to, it's time to grow up a little bit. But it, as I said... You know, the clubs are doing it's a great moment for them to step up and do something about it. Can I play a clip Gosh, for you? I was going to play, oh. I was going to play a different one. This is the Dave Kitson clip, yeah. And I just want you to tell me what you thought yeah, of when it. you heard, heard it. You cannot condone this racism in any way, shape, or form. It's disgusting. I do believe that um, players make themselves a target. You know, why Raheem Sterling? There, there's, there's other black players on the pitch, okay, every single week. Um, I just think that we have a duty of care to ourselves as as footballers um, to be a little bit careful with social media and the way we portray ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. jealousy is uh, is an awful thing amongst uh, the human race, and it, it, I, I I trawled through Raheem Sterling's Instagram feed this morning mm-hmm. to find that a lot of what he put on in his early days has now been deleted, uh, and it was. Look at my cars. Look at my house. Look at this bathroom. Look at the, look at this. Look at that. Look at me, um, and that's going to antagonise people. Now that is no excuse whatsoever for racially abusing somebody, no. um, but you sow a seed amongst people who who are not racists, um, not to like that particular person because they don't want to see that in their faces every day. Now, when you go onto Raheem Sterling's Instagram, it's here's a goal I scored last week. Here's me in a kid's hospital. Here's so someone's got hold of him and said, "Look, you can't do that anymore." Mm-hmm. But that seed has already been planted in people's heads. So you you look at Dave Kitson there, and I understand the alleged secret footballer. <laughs> I understand what he's trying to he's say he's not making it but uh, he, he, an issue he's made an arse of it like but yeah and Carragher put his hand up as well it was very they were very interesting him and Gary Neville on Monday as well and he says oh I wasn't a big fan of him when he left and I and it wasn't anything to do with race I just was pissed off he left Liverpool and it looked like he went for the dollar and the, the whole shebang and a lot of us fans and a lot of non-Liverpool fans would have said the same thing and he got a lot of stick for that and yeah, you know, I'm fairly confident that most people it wouldn't have been a race thing. It was just a typical oh, flash footballer leaving the club who put you on a, a level and now you're gone on whatever. And I get that. So I think that's what he's trying to allude to. But he's just made a complete he's made an earth. Like he was talking about the flash bit there, and he goes, "That's no excuse." And as I said when I was the microphone was up, well then why'd you bring it up then? Yeah, it's not. It's, so what he's been what's, talking about yeah. is the racial side of abuse. Yeah. 
And then he's basically said, well, he's putting them up. And That's why he's getting on to say, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, there's still no excuse. You can <laughs> still you can still not like someone and not racially abuse them. Exactly. So, yeah, it, a bit stupid from there. Yeah, yeah. Like it's. I think he was probably trying to be clever, and you know the way a lot of these shows, including our own, a lot of people want it right. I better not try and say the same as what everyone else is doing. Mm. And I think that's what he was trying to do. He was probably just trying to be a little different than Toddy was onto something, but probably didn't think it through quick, like enough. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And you still have these people out there who will who will mention something racist in a funny way, and go, exactly. "Oh yeah, this is you know," and it's but it's, it's funny. Sure, I said it earlier. They went ape, and as yeah. soon as I I, I have got it, I, sh- I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, yeah, jumped on now. You didn't say it as or he went bananas, yeah. and you're like, "Ah, oh, you're putting your foot in it." There's innocent innocent things that happen and slips of the tongue and what have you. But uh, yeah, yeah, but sometimes put people say stuff purposely, yeah, as as a joke. Yeah. But it's really not funny yeah. at all. Yeah. So people it's, need to uh, get over it. It's just it's, it's interesting, and it's uh, in the past. It's 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 not funny. Yeah. Anyway. And hopefully, it, as we said, it, it moves on, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's our uh, serious side for the for the year gone. Um, <laughs> listen, he's a bloody good player. Um, the last fact that I'll bring up, as Darren Lewis said, there was a public vote for every World Cup game when they were out there, and he was rock bottom for every single game by a mile. Yeah. Um, so he hasn't been. It's and as he as Gary Neville brought up, he came to him during the Euros in 2016, and he was struggling. Um, and he was struggling with coping with the stick he's getting. And yeah. He says, uh, and he, he kind of half mentioned, you know, I'm pouring my heart out and uh, I'm getting abused. And he says Harry is on corners and not doing a hell of a lot, and no one's saying a word about him, mm. you know. And he says I'm struggling with it, you know, and this that, and the other and. Neville kind of rang him beforehand to say, can I bring it up tonight and the whole lot? Like, so it's been playing on his mind for a few years. So I don't think it was kind of like a, a flash. I'm going to throw it out now. I, I'd say it's been on his mind for a while. And because of what happened at the ground was probably right. I think today's the day. Mm. And uh, I might be given a fair chance. The only way if he brought it up on another random day, they'd all have just jumped at him. Because some people, he is one of these players that people like to jump on, like your Rooney's and Beckham's. Yeah, but... Because of whatever. Again, see, I, I do think... That, right, that's very easy. If someone's not, someone's not liked, it does. It doesn't always mean that it's it's a racial thing. Exactly. Glenn Whelan wasn't particularly liked mm. by a lot of Irish mm. supporters, but no one called out the racist thing on him because it's, he's because he's white. Mm. But if he was black, it would be a different story. Mm. So I think you have to be very careful on what you're saying. But I do think that there is a lot of racism out there that people don't think is racist. Oh, hundred percent. 100%. But uh, yeah, I think he's timed it to perfection and hopefully it's the start of something different. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're going to gra- grab a quick break and then we're going to come back and give you a heads up on what's happening in the Europa League and hopefully we'll get 2018's uh, World Darts results in that last year. mate. Yeah, sad. It is uh, Chase the Sun by Planet Funk, which we all know and love. That is the BDC's World Championship. Uh, first two results Jeffrey Desvan has won 3 0 against Nitin Kumar, and Martin Schindler was beaten 3 2 by Cody Harrison. Jeffrey Desvan will take on Rob Cross, defending champion, later on. And the current match, Jan Decker and Lisa Ashton, is. Well, Lisa Ashton has won set up but she is two legs down against in Decker in second. the second so yeah so. anyone uh, if you want to wait another 20 minutes or so and then you can tune in and see how it's getting on now we found something yeah do tell so we found just as we were looking for the games or the results and the latest scores we found a darts name generator so we uh, Gary Gibson who was on before is doing <laughs> ultrasounds we gave Gary his uh, his name generator put him in there and you you, you name it out Gary the Ghost Gibson. So anyway, coming up is my good name. So I'll let you uh, introduce me as I'm coming out to the masses. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> right in front of your eyes, Woo! in the World Darts Championship, we have, let's play, Dave <laughs> Doberman Buggle. 
Who let the dogs out? <laughs> right, that's it. I'm going. I'm going practicing. This is over. Screw you, radio. I'm gone. Dave Doberman. The Doberman. Right, Roy, Roy okay. Shannon. Oh, this is going to be interesting to see. H-A-N. From Luke in Ireland, we have Roy Slightly Miffed <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> That probably suits me. That Roy, <laughs> slightly miffed. <laughs> nah, Shannon, slightly miffed Shannon. Anyway, if you go into skysports.com and go into the dart section, you'll see uh, name generators. Slightly miffed. Roy, eh, slightly miffed Shannon. <laughs> I would introduce you like that. It's Roy. Uh, slightly miffed Shannon. So anyway, there you go. We've got Lisa Ashton coming. Just scroll down one second. Is the set over yet or is she still hanging in? Uh, oh, it's, it's, one, it's one set all anyway. First to three and uh, we'll see how that we'll goes. Keep an eye on that Celtic one. are in big trouble also. Uh, they, oh, Bigger trouble. They are 2-0 down and Red Bull, like say, as far as I know, are winning. So that means they will overtake them and the two Red Bull teams will go through. There's 15 minutes to go and they're 2-0 down. Gives you wings. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I was, I was really thinking it was going to be a born nil all draw and both teams will go through first and second but uh, Salzburg have come to uh, spoil Celtic's day well that's it you are where you are and, they're not and uh, obviously earlier on uh, Rangers bowed out they were beaten by Rapid Vienna so they stepped out of the, the top two Arsenal winning 1-0 they've made a few changes but they're already through and Chelsea played out by all accounts was a decent game they, the two of them just went for it um, Vidi were bottom Chelsea are already through and they just went for it and it was a two all draw so, uh, yeah, the two English teams are sorted. This competition really only gets interesting now when the knockout stages yeah. come in, and don't they? I suppose to an extent a little bit like the Champions League as well. Like, like there's better teams going into it every year, so some of the groups are tough in the Champions yeah. League now. They're not quite as cut and dry, but um, just quickly going into that, there's some tasty, tasty potential draws uh, for the last 16 in the Champions League next week when it's made on Monday. Yes. Yeah, uh, like Liverpool and United are definitely going to be up against it. They're going to get a top draw. Yeah, but draw. I, I presume everyone's looking for Manchester United. Yeah, I didn't see the game last night. And to be honest, I suppose I should if I want to have opinions uh, when I, when we're on here on a Thursday night. They're just a hard team to get to sit down and watch. Well, have you seen Manchester United over the last month? I'll be honest with you, very little. Right. Very, very little. And I talked to a good, good mate of mine, Chris, in the office and uh, he's always a great opinion of of how United go and he's even struggling to sit down and watch them for a full 90 minutes no, at the minute he's them. really really struggling and uh, a lot of United fans are struggling and I keep slagging him all week uh, about mon- uh, Saturday or Sunday I said you know what's going to annoy you about Sunday United are going to show up probably will you know probably th- will, but the roles are reversed you know for many years we were the 7th and 8th playing Liverpool, playing United trying to spoil the party for a game and we show up and we play brilliant and then we go the week after and drop points to Stoke or you know what I mean and I keep saying to them all week said, mark my words Hughes will show up on Sunday whether you get the result or not is a different story but Hughes will show up and it'll piss you right off when the week after you don't show up you know the problem is is that Manchester United won't go out and with any sort of style they might go out and they might nick in, mm. a nil-nil oh, or they'll a defend nil. like mental so, um, yeah, it, it really has. Tables have turned and that, and there's no doubt about it. Yeah, so it's going to be... It'll be an interesting game, but it probably won't be one for uh, to please you on the eye, I'd imagine. No. Um, teams left in it? Ooh. Yeah, it's it's very tasty. All the top teams are at the top of it. The group winners. And see, these are uh, Borussia Dortmund, Barcelona, PSG, Porto. Porto, to be honest, would be the ultimate draw. You know, we made fairly easy work of them last year and I'd expect it not to be the exact same result but I would fancy us to go through against them Dortmund I wouldn't be overly bothered about but then after that you know you're up against it Yeah, you know you're Real Madrid well, Barcelona Dortmund's top of the league over oh no and, I, I and, and would get that but I just I'd like to think you know El Clapo has you know we, we did it before in the last time when we had a not as good a side you never know Paris Saint-Germain obviously we can't so Barcelona Bayern Munich I would prefer Juve. I would prefer Paris Saint-Germain than Dortmund that would be my thing yeah. I think Paris Saint-Germain have a little soft centre yeah. go, some good players but they can. I think they can implode very I think we'd easily. both fight over Porto though wouldn't we ultimately. Oh, I think everyone would fight yeah, over Porto, Porto. Uh, Bayern, Bayern Munich not yeah. Bayern Munich third I think they're <clears> 8 <throat> points off they're yeah. in third place so yeah. they're not they're not what they were no, uh, no. they still have and to be honest neither are Barcelona no. Um, sports were superb during the yeah, if anyway. anything they should be disappointed that they didn't get the win to tell you the truth and the top teams will want to probably avoid Atletico Madrid uh, Spurs and uh, obviously Liverpool and then 
Roma will be a decent side. Obviously, Man United, I say a lot of them will be kind of, <clears throat> their top choice would be the likes of Man U, I'd say, would probably be one of their top choices. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. Oh, at no, the definitely. 100%. Um, excuse me. So it'll, it'll be interesting, but there's, it's going to come up with some absolutely plum ties. Monday night, isn't it? Yeah. Mon- well, Monday. Monday. Monday, Monday uh, usually around lunchtime. So yeah. it, there's going to be a couple of crackers, and it's, it's the business end of Champions League, and we love it. And there's always going to be drama, and I can't wait. And I presume it kicks off in February as usual. Does. So, uh, watch so, this space. Po- yeah, possible for Liverpool, Borussia Dortmund, Barcelona, Porto, Munich, Madrid, Juventus. Yeah. So, really, my top choice would be Porto. After that, uh, yeah, I, I'll change my mind. I'd go Barcelona after after the other night. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong; they made changes. I get that, but they're not quite the same side. And if you can, one or two injuries and stuff like that, you get a bit lucky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, who knows? I think I think Juventus are decent, but I don't think they're brilliant and they're and yeah. they're beatable. Yeah. So so I wouldn't be. Scared of anybody because we're going to have to meet these sides at and some Real point. Madrid are having yeah. a stinker at the yeah. moment, so there's a few little options yeah. there. You wouldn't be too yeah. unhappy. With. But Liverpool. deep down, you're coming up across these at some point if you want to get yeah, to the final. Yeah, so who cares whether yeah. it's last sixteen or semis? Yeah. It's coming, and you just have to get over it. So yeah. whoever we get, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, it's going to be some great ties, and uh, yeah, can't wait. Knockout stages is what it's all about. So how are we looking? That's one nil up. One nil up in the set in the third. Yeah. Yeah. And by all accounts, it says there, Declan. Lisa Ashton wrapped up her winning set in oh a nice finish of one two one. So yeah, she's playing well, and let's let's see how that goes over the next while. We're gonna go to a quick break, and then we'll round up with uh, everything else that's weird and wonderful in our wonderful world of sport. Tune to Liffy Sound ninety six point four FM. Yes, and welcome back here to the big kickoff here on Liffy Sound ninety six point four. Luke and Harriers are organising an event on Sunday morning, uh, this Sunday morning, 16th of December from 9.30am. The event will involve three cross-country races, uh, three miles for men, two miles for ladies and one mile for the Fit for Life group. The races will take place in Griffin Park, starting and finishing over beside the skateboarding area. It promised to be an exciting, exciting event and is of significant importance in the club's calendar to commemorate Tom Bourne, one of their founding members. And also, just a quick mention that the annual goal mile will take place on Christmas morning at Luke and Harriers. The event will take place between 10 and 12 and is organised by Jerry Martin. And the run will take place in the park beside the clubhouse, as our running track is currently under renovation and upgrading due to be complete in early 2019. So all are welcome on the morning and to support a very worthwhile cause. Tom Bourne a Lucan legend yeah and uh, yeah it's good to see the, the track is back up and the build, they're tarmacking it the, now yeah the building is back up and running pardon the pun and hopefully uh, they will get it for early as they say in 2019 so what have and, you got for me and you will not see either of us out on that track <clears throat> I will standing from the sidelines go on yeah. go on run faster <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, a Wolves fan Wolves fan Super I love him too happy about the sky high cost For a train fare To Newcastle <laughs> on Sunday So we found An ingenious alternative What did he do? Steve Horton was hailed a hero After he revealed on social media That he had travelled to the match Via Benidorm So he was at <laughs> St James's Park Far cheaper than the train Little picture of him there In the pub What a hero thing. So go on tell me A return ticket from Wolves Wolverhampton to Newcastle ahead of uh, Sunday's Premier League clash would have cost about £114 but a flight from Birmingham to Alicante was in the region of £30 while a direct flight to the Spanish city to Newcastle can be found as cheap as £15 savings of 70 quid, and he had a couple of drinks as well why wouldn't you? (laughs) Uh, I tell you, all day long, absolutely brilliant and, and, and better for them and good luck to them. It's a mad world now that you can actually fly to Spain yeah. cheaper than get a train. So Yeah, I had something on in Cork there a couple of years ago and the train was like 50 or 60 euro or whatever and just pure chance, I, it was 25 quid return on, the, on a flight and I've been down there in half an hour and we didn't go down in the end of Cork but that was going to be the option if we were going. Yeah. Crazy. Unreal. Anyway. Uh, ooh, what, yeah, I seen this the other day. Go on, do tell. Uh, John, I like this. John Kavanagh teases that split with Conor McGregor. Yeah. He said he needed a good reason to coach him again. What was your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, to be honest, what he said, like obviously the, uh, the headline sucks you in because that's what they do nowadays mm. on these websites. But when you read it, and in this instance, it was actually an interesting read that it was very much like, listen, it has to be Diaz or... Nurmagomedov, I'm not interested in them throwing anyone at him or any of these Mayweather fights potentially. He didn't really say Mayweather, but it was very much like, listen, it has to be the, the completion of the trilogy or the rematch or else I'm not bothered because, you know, uh, what did he say? He certainly, there was a quote that was I found interesting. It was like, put it this way, it needs to, he just, what is it? Yeah, he certainly have a good reason to, uh, you keep going past, it doesn't matter. But yeah, he'd, he'd need to be really intrigued to go in because I think he's kind of saying enough's enough. Um, 
with the in-between the fights I think he knows McGregor it's going to be hard to get him at his peak and at his top form I, I don't know if I, I think Conor McGregor's peak and top form could be gone and yeah. I think he's probably and maybe that's what he knows his, as well be, uh, for only one reason because I think his focus is gone I don't think his focus is there to keep and you know you need to have that sort of yeah. determination and enthusiasm and he wants to be the businessman and the whiskey label yeah. and the whole lot like so I don't know I think he's finding it hard to uh, you, concentrate like if you still want to fight you know put another year or two in I don't like, need this hunger there for yeah, you. just put another proper year or two in and then go don't be kind of coming in and out because you're not going to get the best McGregor if he's out doing what he's doing and, and then I, comes back six months I later I think that's where Kevin is coming from. I don't yeah. know if he wants to be part and of it. No, and it makes perfect sense. Um, and to jump across to the boxing, we've got a true life Rocky story happening this Saturday night when Rocky Fielding from Liverpool takes on Canelo, Saul Canelo Alvarez in Madison Square Garden. A very strange matchup. I was completely caught by surprise when it happened. Kind of scratched my head over it. Like, um, basically, Alvarez's last two fights have been against Golovkin and everyone's convinced that they were going to get the trilogy. So unless this is some kind of a tune-up fight, for one of them or maybe Golovkin wasn't ready it was by all accounts this should only go one way you know um, and I was even listening to him being interviewed yesterday on the street in New York and it's it looks like it's a day out from he, he didn't convince me that he's up for it I think he's just delighted to be in the big on the big show yeah it, he didn't convince me that he's up for it as in he truly fancies it I think he's nervous listen he could be playing us all for a fool and good luck to him if he does but deep down Watching it as an armchair fan, watching the interview, I, I, he just looked like he was just enjoying the time. He's enjoying the ride, unfortunately for him. Announced today that Can and Brook. By all accounts, yeah, I have it here that uh, allegedly he's made a U-turn. He was supposed to agree a fight with Terence Crawford, a uh, world champion, and now all of a sudden he's got his head turned and he wants to go back to Brook. They both have the same promoter. By all accounts, he's already given it the big one that it has to be at 147 and Brook's not allowed to be £10 over the next day because obviously maybe he's probably a bit of a bigger fighter. Um, it's about time. It's a pity. It's it's a bit like Mayweather and Pacquiao. Is it a couple of years too late? Yeah. You know, are they, They're both on the way down now. But it's still have intensity behind yeah, it. Without a doubt, I will always watch the fight. Hundred percent, I will. But it's just, you know, it just goes to show you with with boxing. It's 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 as much about the business. You know, sometimes the best fighters don't meet each other at the right time, because right, we're on the way down now. All right, now let's get an extra ten million by fighting each other. But is you that, know, we should have done is years. Is that ago. the fear for the likes of Wilder and Joshua and? Or do maybe you think they may, may you know, happen now because uh, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, because it, but th then again. Boxing nowadays, it's nearly impossible to go unbeaten. You know, so if lose, who cares? Joshua and these guys are that good. Lose, who cares? Rematch. Yeah. You know, if you lose again, then it's a different story. You're going to have to build your way back up again. You mightn't get that third shot at them, but it doesn't matter. You know, so... Uh, so on the heavyweights, in Chisora and White. Yeah, oh yeah. Listen, I don't mind that fight, but it's just really bothering me that it's a uh, box office. I have a funny feeling it's despite the Warrington... Warrington... Yeah, it is. Warrington Frampton for you. Sorry, I thought I mixed them, the names together. Because um, um, who's the promoter? Frank Warren yeah. was giving out about it. That uh, it's ridiculous if true fight fans who would want to watch both fights have to shell out over 40 quid uh, pounds. We'd have to shell out over 50 euro yeah. um, to try and see both. And he's giving out and he's saying, like, it's not box office. It's a big fight, but it's not box office. And he's kind of alluding to the fact that he thinks it's a bit of a spite thing by Eddie Hearn. And did you see the talk of ITV getting rid of their box office and putting their big fights on terrestrial TV correct and um, with Al Heyman yeah. the top American promoter behind uh, Mayweather he does the world boxing series you know the way they do a quarterfinal semis and finals and they've, they've managed to get a few of them together in different weight divisions and obviously Usyk became the unified cruiserweight champion yeah. by, by doing that and uh, Callum Smith won it where he, he fought George Groves and they've done it on a few and Ryan Burnett did one unfortunately he got injured so by all accounts that series is going to come to ITV and it'll be on ITV 1 2 it'll be on across the formats depending on the probably the size of the fight because there's a market there and by all accounts you make more money on terrestrial TV than you do on the satellites by all accounts oh Celtic fighting back Celtic. 7 minutes injury time <laughs> um, 4 minutes of injury time oh in the other game oh my god so so what's going there's on there's a bit of time so it's the 89th yeah, minute yeah so they have a shot yeah they're still in it so yeah 7 minutes in the other one that's 4 
I have no idea what it means though because you can't see the other result. I'll tell you now. We'll tell you now. We'll get Champions back to League. Now what second. is the Champions League? <laughs> <laughs> Champions. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see that if that happens because you know boxing was always a big thing. Boxing was always an interest around people, and you know not everyone watches it on your Sky Sports and your your BTs and stuff like that. So if you start bringing it to the masses, you know it really bring it back to life. Like boxing has a chance. You know, there's some good fighters out there and there's a decent stable of British fighters that, you know, you start putting on, as I said, they've two, three and four now. You can easily start putting them on ITV2 first. Boxing is at a better state this year mm. than it has probably been in a long time. Yeah, in a long, long time. And uh, we've said it before a few times and I think the heavyweight thing is a big thing because it's, it's bringing people back in to yeah. watch and then all of a sudden, oh, there's another British uh, world title fight next week. Oh, I'll watch that and all of a sudden you're going, Jesus, there's, a good, there's some good standards floating around. Yeah. Um, and in fairness, Sky, credit to her and he does put on some decent cards. You know, I don't think he has a great stable once they get to world level, but... Um, they do put on some decent cards and if you really like your boxing there's, there's plenty on so it'll be interesting to see how it goes when it comes to Katie Taylor to fighting yeah she's on the undercard yeah and I think he's mapped out what he'd like to see happen uh, for 2019 providing it, uh, it all goes well um, where she is going to try and unify well he wants to try and unify the division and then take on Amanda Serrano who is the sister of Serrano Miss Serrano who she defeated <laughs> in the last fight yeah. so by all accounts the next two or three fights will be big fights this one's a big fight this week she's unbeaten and next one if it happens is another undefeated fighter and then obviously Serrano will be a, a big draw so the more the merrier and they're really trying to push her as a main headliner and uh, obviously there's a must be a good market in the States because yeah. otherwise you'd have her back here you know okay. um, as simple as that so it'll be very interesting to see is there, a, is there a fear that it's such a shame we're not getting to see her as, as much as we'd like oh yeah of course you know? is there a fear that like you have just said they're planning ahead that they might take their eye off the ball anywhere when I read the article I felt a bit mm, you obviously don't fancy the one in front even mm -hmm. though he just said it was probably our toughest fight to date that's coming up this weekend so it's like all right, you still obviously think she's going to step over. So, um, yeah, as long as she doesn't have that attitude, he can. He can He can do all he wants. I don't yeah, care. It's just yeah. as long as she doesn't. Yeah. So we wait and see. And, uh, yeah, good luck to her. And hopefully we'll see her back over on these shores, if not here, at least in the UK, so we can watch a good, nice primetime fight. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what happens. Because Natasha Jonas, where they were in the same mate division, Scouse Girl. Um, with a bit of luck, she she kind of keeps the momentum going and maybe they might take, take each other on in a bit of a... A local, uh, a local clash. So we'll see what happens. Now, New Zealand coach Steve Hansen will step yeah. down at the end of the 2019 World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> Where is this all going? Uh, it, it couldn't possibly. He couldn't take a break for a half a week and then take over the New Zealand job, yeah. could he? Without a shadow of a doubt, we're going to talk about it and everyone, everyone else in the media game are going to talk about it. You have to. It's... It is what it is. You just, you know, and it's not biased. I think he seems like a genuine guy and he seems like a, a, a man of his word, so to speak. So for the moment, I would say he'll do what he's going to do and take a break. But at the same time, this is, well, he's from New Zealand, so dress up all you want. He loves, he loves Ireland and there's no two ways about it. He's an all black, true and true. It's got to tempt him. And without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to talk to him or they're going to want to talk to him. Um, and if he changes his mind, good luck to him. You know, good luck to him. But at the same time, it'll be, uh, if anything was going to bring him back in, that'd be the one and only. But I, at the moment, I'll stick to taking what he said as, as gospel. Now, the Almanac, do you know the Almanac Ireland? Do you know <laughs> it? They've been on to us, have they? No. How did you know the results? No, no. The Almanac Ireland uh, came out with their predictions for 2019. Super. And one of the predictions was Ireland winning the World Cup in rugby. So if Joe... Are we going to be like England in soccer now in rugby? <laughs> this is our year. It's coming home. So if, if Joe if Joe wins the World Cup for us, he can go where the hell he wants. He, exactly. And of course, like, and, and it's gas. Um, uh, the last few World Cups we were dreaming of, oh, I really hope we get to a semi-final. We've never been there. But this year, it's like, Christ, um, I don't want to say it loud because it's not what we're used to. I, I, I think we can win it. Yeah, you know, and you don't want to almost talk about it because you don't want to, to jinx it. But I suppose, as we said here, when, when Darren was in with a few weeks ago, the attitude and it's it, the lads, it's it's in their DNA now, it's in their blood. It's they play to win and they have that mentality that top teams who dominate various sports have, and it's a joy to see Irish players with that attitude. And hopefully, it spreads around to various other sports and we can talk about our successes over the next few years. So listen, 
It'll be awesome. And listen, it's a realistic prediction, to be honest. It's not a pie in the sky. It's a realistic prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Know? No, I think it's a calculated one, isn't it? No, yeah, no, without no, a shadow of a doubt. You know? uh, la- last year, they predicted that Dublin would win the Sam Maguire. Well, oh, God. Jesus, well done. Well, I think I'm going to stick my neck out and say they might win it again this year. <laughs> yeah. They're saying that next year that Mayo women's will win the All-Ireland. <laughs> and Tipperary could win the Hurling. There you go. So there you go. So have a listen. Do you remember that now this time next year and see no, what they're at? No, no, no. <laughs> I can't even remember people's names now. It's getting bad. Uh, I, I suppose we have to very, very briefly before we finish up, uh, give a little tip of the hat to uh, the great boxing club that is Ex- Esker. Yes. Making all the headlines in the last few days across the media. Have you seen any of it? I don't think I have. Uh, Eddie Griffin's been on fire. Uh, basically, he's been... Typing up a few things on uh, Wikipedia. If you were quick enough, uh, Mr. Shannon. Yeah, I'll have a look now. Type in Ryan Tuberty, because apparently it's been up there for over a year. But um, I'm going to have to apologise. I don't know the guy's name. and I haven't got it written down. But one of the founders of Facebook, they went into his Wikipedia page and basically said he set up Facebook to fund the love of his life, Esker Boxing Club. <laughs> <laughs> and he got it. Not Mark Zuckerberg, the other co-founder. And he got on to... If you scroll down, I see there's a mention there. No, here it is. Go he, on, say uh, it. Ryan, this is Ryan, Ryan Turbidy. He's also hosted the Rosa Tralee uh, contest on two occasions. He is a supporter of Esker Amateur Boxing Club from Lucan and, and has publicly backed their Let's Build Esker Boxing Club clubhouse <laughs> campaign since 2012. <laughs> on, so that's Ryan. been on for over a year. But anyway, I can't. I'm, I'm apologies again, but check it out. They're, uh, they've been in the star. They've been on a couple of the radio stations over the last day or two. Um, yeah, the founder of Facebook, and he went onto Twitter and it created an awful story. And he's like, I'm pretty sure the circumstances are a little different. And they got back onto him and said, listen, I, I'm glad you take it all and go fun. Here's a picture of a... Uh, all our kids saying hello, and right. there was a picture of the clubhouse with all the kids. I seen that, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, read it. so check it out, everyone. Okay. Check it out. Escar, just well say Escar, uh, Just Google Escar Boxing Club on Wikipedia. It's all over the place, and uh, with a bit of luck, it's going to drum up a bit of support. And you never know. Uh, I'm sure he can uh, give them a couple of quid. Uh, I'm sure he has a fair yes, few in his back pocket. So, although Wikipedia are looking for money. Did yeah, yeah, yeah. Money, so. so listen, watch this space. Esco Box Club could get the money that they need, but uh, check it out. Very funny and very clever. We must get Ed, Ed in, maybe, yeah, or get him on the phone maybe next week and just because he's been getting a nice bit of attention. I'm sure we'll, we'll give him a helping hand also. Brilliant. Listen, Celtic lost. Two, Gan, two, Gan, Gan, Gonzo's, uh, Lee Decker. Ashton is two sets to one up and two games to one up in the last so, so Lisa he is be. closing in on victory there uh, we can't hold on to see what way that game no. goes but unfortunate uh, unfortunate unfortunate that uh, what's happening next week Mr. Roy ho 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 it's oh. our Christmas special oh it's one of our Christmas specials well it's our live Christmas it's special our live Christmas special so join us next week for, for some, some fun uh, and frolics and cocktails and are we having cocktails we, we get a few cans in will we right what could, what, what could go wrong? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, thank you very next much, Roy, as always. And uh, have a good weekend and be good. And we'll talk to you again.